Another month has passed So even though no one asked We're about to explore it all on the Dan Chronicles Hello everybody and welcome to another episode of the Dan Chronicles This is the audio version of the email newsletter that is actually growing in readership over the past like month or two, which is fantastic. Um, but you can sign up. It is at danberg, D-A-N-N-B-E-R-G dot substack dot com. Totally free once a month. It basically is exactly as I describe in the audio portion and you should definitely sign up. Uh, and I guess this month I kind of opened things up uh, with something new, something new that I did this month. Well, this Thanksgiving. On Thanksgiving Day, it was really nice. We just kind of had a relaxing day. My wife and I, we made a homemade pizza, which we haven't done in like three years because during the pandemic, we started eating healthier and we stopped doing things like making our weekly homemade pizza. But it was Thanksgiving and we had a Thanksgiving meal in July, uh, weirdly, with Thanksgiving with my family. And so we decided to just do a homemade pizza. And one of the things I recently discovered was Pluto. Pluto TV. It's an app. They have it for mobile devices. They also have it for Apple TV, I imagine for Roku and any set-top box as well. But I have an Apple TV and I recently discovered Pluto, which has been great for local news, but also my wife discovered they have a Hallmark channel. And so uh, on Thanksgiving, we ended up putting on some Hallmark Christmas movies, which amazingly, up until this point in my life, I have never seen a Hallmark Christmas movie. But I can no longer say that. We watched one uh, that took place in New York City, and it was kitschy, and it was from 2005, I think. And it was basically exactly what I expected. Uh, like the idea in my head of what a Hallmark movie would be was what this is. Um, but there was one thing that really stood out to me, and that was uh, post-climax, one of the final scenes, the two will-they-or-won't-they characters are taking a stroll on Christmas Day through New York City. And of course, it's beautiful and snowing and everything is covered with a layer of white snow and it's falling and, and just absolutely beautiful. And it reminded me, I, I moved to New York City in 2004. And back then, and for many years after that, there was kind of a chance, maybe not 50-50, but near that, of whether we would see snow on or before Christmas. It just, it happened frequently. And as I've been here longer, it's just no longer even a chance, right? And I share a link in my newsletter all the time. And I, I mean, I hate to be a downer all of this, but it was a lovely Christmas movie that made me think about climate change because you know what? We are subtropical in New York City now, and we just don't get snow on Christmas, maybe even at all many years. Uh, and so watching that, it kind of just made me think about how much things have changed in the past 20 years in terms of the climate that we have here. And that used to be the stereotypical Christmas in New York City with the snow. And that's just no longer the case now. Um, and so, uh, yeah, I guess Merry Christmas. And I guess I'd give the movie about a B. On the topic of holidays, I did something new this year that I haven't done before, but I created my own holiday gift guide uh, in the same way that you might go to The Verge or The New York Times and see their holiday gift guide and a bunch of ideas and different categories of what you might 
want to get for people for gifts or for yourself. Uh, And I figured, why should publications like newspapers and uh, blogs get all the fun? Why why shouldn't I jump in there too? So I created my own holiday gift guide, uh, and I had a lot of fun with it. I mean, really what drove me is... I used to love back in the day getting mail order catalogs. And I mean, I guess they still have them today, but it's just not the same now that we have online shopping. But back in the day, there was one that I absolutely loved, and that was called Things You Never Knew Existed. Uh, And I would get that, I don't know, once a month, something like that. And then once I, I got to my little older years, like after my bar mitzvah, we would get the Oriental Trading Company, uh, and that was another one. And, and whenever these arrived, I would always grab the catalogs and flip through them. And even though 95% of the products were the same issue to issue, it would still just bring me a lot of joy looking through those every month. And I sort of feel like today's version of holiday gift guides is the closest that we can get to those 90s slash early 2000s years of mail order catalogs and the fun that you might have flipping through them being like, oh, I have this or oh, I don't have this. Oh, I've heard of this, all those sorts of things. And so the nostalgia factor motivated me to put together my own holiday gift guide. Um, it's fun. It's on my website, danb.org, D-A-N-N-B.org. Um, I'm not going to go over every item because that is stupid, but I definitely encourage you to go to my website and check it out because I had a lot of fun putting it together. There's a tech company that has been operating in stealth, but has been gathering a lot of attention. So I've been following it, I guess, as closely as you can for a company that is operating in stealth. Um, but the reason why people, uh, such as myself, as well as news organizations and stuff are following this company is because it was founded by a bunch of ex-Apple people. So Apple people left the company. They ended up raising a bunch of money. And the only thing anyone really knew about this company is that they were going to use artificial intelligence. And this is before ChatGPT changed the world, but they were going to use artificial intelligence to kill the smartphone. They were going to create some new product that uses AI that will allow society, humanity, to move away from these screens that we always have to carry with us and that take away our attention from things that are happening around us and the people that are around us and give us the same benefit of having these devices in our lives without actually having to look at a screen. And so this was what they were working on. Everybody seemed kind of suspicious, especially as little details here and there leaked out about what they were working on, people were kind of like, really? Is this really what you've been raising hundreds of millions of dollars to do? Um, But the big news this past month is that they officially announced their product. And actually, it's for sale. It's for sale right now. If you want to go buy, Humane is the company. Humane's AI Pin is the name of their new product. Um, And it's, it's just amazing to me how a group of people can get something that at least to me just feels so obviously not the future i feel like it's based on a false premise that people don't like their phones and i think people like to joke that they hate their phones but people actually love their phones they use it as a crutch. They use it as an entertainment thing. They're constantly browsing on it. People don't want to give up their phones. They want to 
use their phones in a healthier way or in a different way than they are, but they don't want to give up the phones completely. At least that's my whole take on the world. And so creating this pin, this AI thing that has people giving up their phones is is basing the entire idea on a false premise. Um, but anyway, the demo itself, the video, which is about 10 minutes, and I link to it in the newsletter, and you should watch it if you're interested, um, but it's absolutely bizarre. And it doesn't really, it doesn't dive into any of the details that are actually interesting and important. And it does dive into details that aren't important, like the number of colors that it comes in, but then they ask it a question and then they don't describe how any of those answers come to be. And especially as people that play around with artificial intelligence, you know how wrong it is and how often it is wrong. And so having this device that constantly is using AI to tell you things and speaking confidently, but you don't actually know if it's true or not, is just insane to me. And one of the best examples from this, the one that really sticks out to me, is there's a point in the video where one of the co-founders asks, uh, where the best place is to see the upcoming solar eclipse. And the AI pin answers very confidently that the best place is going to be in Australia. And that is incorrect. The best place to see it is going to be in North America. And if you watch the video now, they changed it, they fixed it. And so now it says Mexico, which is one of the correct answers. But it's just crazy to me that a detail such as that slipped into the official demo release video for this. And it just goes to show how we just can't trust AI for things like this yet. Um, and, and to have an entire device that's supposed to replace your smartphone and is like a little camera that sits on your chest, it just isn't isn't the answer um but if you think that it is if you think it is the answer and you want to try it i think it costs seven hundred dollars like 6.99 and then i don't know like 20 or 30 dollars a month for the service and you get a dedicated phone number and it's a cool piece of tech in the same way the google glasses was a cool piece of tech that was just destined to fail uh, and I'm reminded a lot of Quibi. Quibi was a short form online video platform that raised a bunch of money and was supposed to change the way that we watched video. And it didn't even last six months. And I sort of imagine Humane, maybe they'll last a little longer than six months. They have raised a lot of money and I don't know how they're spending it, but well, we'll see how this goes. It's definitely a product that I'm going to keep an eye on and not purchase myself. I found a new fun treat at Trader Joe's. They're sort of unassuming, um, but Trader Joe's has this little box. It's like a white box that has a clear plastic center in there so you can see inside of it and it contains six cookies and it's called chocolate dipped danish cookies and they are probably some of the most delicious cookies i have ever tried they're flavored with almond paste or they have an almond taste to them but they are unassuming and absolutely delicious and i've bought them twice so far in the past several weeks and i'm fantasizing about going back to trader joe's and getting more so i wanted to share them with you in case you live near a trader joe's and you are looking for a fun new treat to try definitely check out the chocolate dipped danish cookies um 
But if you do want to try them, if you're reading this or listening to this and you're like, oh yeah, I will grab that, I will tell you to act fast um, because I've mentioned this in newsletters before, but I, me, myself, am a retail harbinger of failure. I've talked about this before, but I discover fun new products and I'm in that subsect of the population that is open to trying these new things. And me, the simple fact of me buying them, this little demographic means the products are going to fail. And so I have no doubt that these cookies are limited time only. They're going to disappear at some point soon and we're never going to see them again because every new product that I discover and love tends to disappear forever. So I recommend you try them, but I also recommend acting fast. I always consider November to be do not email month because there's a one, two, three punch. You have Black Friday, you have Cyber Monday, and you have Giving Tuesday. And that one, two, three punch means that every single company that has your email pretty much is going to be emailing you to ask you to buy something from them. And because everybody is emailing you, that means it is the perfect time to actually take a little bit of time and unsubscribe from all those email lists that you do not want to be on. And I don't think a lot of people realize that that unsubscribe button actually works. And you might press it a few times, but it still feels like you get spam and you can't remember or you think that you unsubscribed. But I will tell you that after years of being just really vigilant with unsubscribing, it really works. And you will get removed from a lot of emails that way because it, it's legal. It, it, the government, the U.S. government has laws against spam and, and including unsubscribe links. And if you are meticulous about unsubscribing, you will get fewer emails. And this is the perfect time of year to actually take maybe 10 minutes a day, go through your email and click that unsubscribe button. Even if it's for the Dan Chronicles, even if it's for my newsletter, I don't want you to be receiving this if the newsletter doesn't bring you joy. Um, But I encourage you to actually take some time and do that because that's always what I do this time of year. Uh, And while I'm talking about it, something I discovered last year, I think last December, was that there is actually an official do not send physical mail as well. Um, there's documents, uh, I linked an article from the FTC in the newsletter, but basically there is, uh, the DMA, which is the direct marketing association. They have a program where there's a $4 registration fee, um, because of course there's the $4 registration fee. Um, but once you register, it lasts 10 years and for companies that are above board, they are required to remove you from their physical mailing lists, which, I just think is great because physical mail actually costs money and work and you're contributing to global warming and all those sorts of things. And it's just always frustrating to get so much junk mail. And so I signed up for this 11 months ago now, and I have noticed a noticeable decrease in the amount of physical mail that I get. So for you too, maybe November, make it do not email list and then go through and unsubscribe from all the emails you don't want. And then maybe sign up for this FTC uh, DMA do not physical mail list, and suddenly you will be unburdened by all of the spam. Lastly, I just want to touch on the Sam Altman. He's the CEO of OpenAI. OpenAI is the company behind ChatGPT, and there was a lot of drama happening at the company over this past weekend and a little bit into this past week. Um, And I'm not going to go into all the details, but it has been wild for somebody who is in the tech industry, if, if you've been following along, I know 
it seemed like it was everywhere I turned online. But I also know for other people, it just wasn't really something that registered very much. Um, but the short, the short of it is, uh, Sam Altman, the co-founder and CEO of OpenAI, was fired on Friday by the board of directors. They had a unique power to do this because of the structure that was in place uh, because OpenAI was originally a nonprofit. uh, And the goal was to make sure we were developing safe artificial intelligence because there is a threat to humanity, like an existential threat with uh, artificial intelligence if it's not developed the right way. Uh, and so this was supposed to protect against that. Um, and so I guess the board, for whatever reason, thought that Sam was not proceeding carefully enough. And so they fired him. And there was a lot of back and forth. And I know public opinion was very much in favor of Sam Altman because he is such a public likable figure. Um, but at the end of the day, it took until, what was it, Monday or Tuesday, maybe Tuesday or Wednesday. Um, but now Sam Altman is back at the company and there is an almost entirely new board of directors, um, which I guess if you're a Sam Altman stan is the ending that you wanted, but also is just sort of terrifying because I feel like the threat from artificial intelligence is very real. And to have this Game of Thrones style leadership change at the very top for this company that has such a potential huge impact on humanity is absolutely terrifying. And one of the articles, uh, I, I basically include a, a brief timeline of what happened in the newsletter. Uh, and then I, at the very end of this section, I give some links to further reading. One of the further readings is a Reuters article where they talk about OpenAI researchers warning the board about an AI breakthrough ahead of the CEO being ousted, um, which if researchers inside OpenAI were scared about this potential superintelligence breakthrough and then talked to the board and the board didn't feel like Sam was being truthful and lying about the superintelligence, so they fired him. Um, That's sort of what the board was set up to do. I don't think they handled it quite the right way, but for the end result to be Sam Altman back and an entirely new board makes me terrified. Uh, honestly, I feel like this is all just very terrifying. So uh, it's a space I'm watching closely. Um, I'm kind of happy with how this section of the newsletter turned out. Um, maybe I'll even turn it into a full post on my website. Uh, so definitely check it out. Uh, I won't go over all the details here, but the end result is that I followed this all super closely and I am absolutely terrified uh, way more than I was before he was ousted and all of this happened. So uh, I guess climate change and AI, happy November. That's That's just how it is. And with that, the November edition of The Dan Chronicles has come to an end. If you enjoyed this, please share it with a friend. Uh, Have them sign up for my newsletter. As I mentioned, my newsletter signups has actually been growing over the past several months, and it's made me feel very excited. So would love if you enjoyed this to share it with other people. You can send them to my website, which is dannb.org, or directly to Substack. It is dannberg dot substack.com. And with all that said, I will see you next month. <laughs> <laughs>